This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast and today I'm with Natalie Taylor. We're walking along the uh, one of the North Edinburgh cycle paths and Natalie you're wearing an amazing an amazing cape um, which uh, you're gonna have to tell me about and this is today is Monday the 25th of October 2021 that's quite important because uh, this uh, this whole thing is to do with COP26. So tell me why why you're wearing the cape first of all. So I'm wearing this cape um, to raise awareness about soil, and it might seem a funny thing to choose to raise awareness about, but um, I kind of really I, I suppose I became really aware of how important soil was to all of us back in 2015 and I was doing a little micro-residency for North Light Arts based in Dunbar and um, the subject was on t- soil because it was the UN International Year of Soil in 2015. So I did a wee bit of research and I went to the Herbarium Library and Botanics and started reading a few books and I realised that actually this was an enormous subject that I couldn't possibly begin to understand within two weeks so I decided to look at it from an artist's perspective very much and started collecting soils from East Lothian and in East Lothian, there's these wonderful, rich colours. There's these beautiful yeah, they've got reds. Kind of red soil. Yeah. Really, really uh-huh. rich colours. So I started using them as pigments and making and uh-huh. made a large painting. Um, but what I did understand from what I had read was that we are absolutely interlinked with the health of soil. So our health, human health, and all other life on Earth is linked to to soil's health. Um, in that it's a huge sort of interconnected. Um, how would you call it? I suppose it's a sort of ecology of life, and and therefore that so- soil is one of the fundamental, fundamental um, sort of pivotal substances on earth. Um, yeah. So so really, in in terms of how an artist can engage with that and how I can communicate to people how wonderful this substance and interesting it is, I thought what I would do would be to join the pilgrimage which of course is a very different space to a normal everyday pace of life. Yeah, where, where did this pilgrimage start? So the pilgrimage started in Dunbar and we did an opening ceremony the night before and we um, sort of introduced the keepers of souls at that point in the harbour, in the battery and there was a wee ceremony involving a very small girl uh, called Kathleen Ewell and her father Chris Ewell who's a storyteller and we told four stories of four soils that had been gathered from around the area and then ceremonially handed to the keeper who on that day was Roxy Ambrosovich. And um, so we did a little sort of ceremony to honour the soils of that region and I was really keen to tell stories about the soils um, in terms of just conveying to people the importance and our relationship to them. So we had one soil that was uh, being rewilded from a sheep farm and 2,000 trees are being planted by Etty Spencer uh, down in Long Promachus. Uh-huh. and then a soil from Binning Woods where oh, there's human yeah. burial grounds yes. but also where that had been the woods had been created from very unlikely um, sandy soils to create this wonderful woods now that's there that people can enjoy for recreation and so on um, and then a soil from John Muir's childhood garden in the high street of Dunbar and he left there of course to go to Canada didn't he? I yes. remember going to the, the museum there and hearing yes. that uh, he left and he never saw his grandfather again, who was terribly right. attached to him, which right. 
was heartbreaking, yes, really. Yes, he had a difficult childhood, I believe, <laughs> yes. in Dunbar. But um, this soil was from the garden that he would have spent as a child and perhaps would have you know, found his first fond memories of connection with nature. So, so this cape, which you're wearing, and which is you know, almost ankle length, um, it's going to get very heavy then, isn't it? Or are we only taking little bits <laughs> of soil? People keep asking me that. I'm, I'm just taking symbolic amounts of soil. I'm taking a teaspoon of soil um, okay. from each area along the way. So there's, there's, there's 12 stops along the way. So there'll be 12 teaspoons of soil in my cape. So it won't be too... <laughs> burdensome by but the time you get to Glasgow. Yes, yet. exactly. <laughs> but I suppose the image of taking a teaspoon of soil is to. I was reading statistics this morning, and apparently there's more life in a teaspoon of soil than there are of humans on Earth. So it just shows you that soil is teeming with little tiny little microorganisms and microfungi and yeah. all these little creatures that you can't see with the naked eye, but that are keeping the soil and, there. and therefore yeah. us alive. Yeah, it's a very interesting idea and. Uh, so what are you expecting today then? Today you're walking from the sculpture workshop to South Queensferry, which is yeah. a bit of a long way. Yes. Now, not, well, it's at least 10 miles, I think. Um, how long is this going to take you? Um, well, Tamsin Granger, who's leading the walk today, um, I think she's estimated it'll take at least five, if not six hours. And with, yeah. with more you're people, the more people the you have, the longer it takes as well. So I'm expecting to... I'm expecting it'll take till at least six o'clock tonight. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautiful walk. It's along the coastal area to, to Cramond, so yeah. you'll see. And then we cut in along the River Ramond, over the bridge, and then into the yeah. wonderful Domenia Estate. Yeah. Um, and through those rich um, the beaches, and yes, past the shell beds. And yes, that's right. And there's lots of farmland and forests in there, so it should be lo lovely to do and that. And what happens that. after tonight? Then where do you stay tonight? Do you well, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't. I can't carry on as a pilgrim this week. Ah. I have to return to my normal life um, at work. Work so hard. yes. So I'll be busing back, but I'll 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 come to Kirkintilloch and do the last leg on Friday. So From what happens at Kirkintilloch? I think this is the point at which St Ninian's Way is the route that we take. So we come off the, the um, John Muir Way yeah. and join the traditional route of the St Ninian's pilgrimage. I think for me it's it's really a chance to step outside, like I say, stepping outside of your normal rhythm of life and to drop your normal everyday concerns and sort of join in in solidarity with other people who feel like that, but also to really take a moment to enjoy the natural landscape that we're walking through and be in solidarity with that as well. Yeah. And also, yes, definitely about raising awareness. So I think through conversations like this and through conversations with other people on the pilgrimage, um, we're hoping to share the the concern and the, and the care that we have for our, our living environment. You live in North Edinburgh, so um, you know what what is there a particular concern in North Edinburgh? Yeah, I, I, in my darker moments, I do look at the um, the projected sort of sea level rise for North Edinburgh, and you know you sort of you can scroll the bar um, up to sort of 2030, 2040, 2050, and it is, does look quite alarming when you look at the sea frontage and how much of that will be encroached upon by rising sea levels and storm surges. Yeah. So there's definitely that concern at the back of my mind. Um, there's also a lot of food insecurity and, and poverty actually in North Edinburgh and Granton in particular, and that really concerns me in terms of how climate justice will, will affect yeah. those, those communities. Um, so I guess raising awareness about localising food systems and support networks is really something that I'm trying to do as well. 
Um, I suppose, yeah, I suppose the message of, of localising our resources as much as possible so we can min minimise travel and all the carbon emissions that brings is, mm. is a big message. But yeah. I think... Um, Walking and cycling and active travel. Yes, active travel and also just financial. banding together as, as communities where we are and meeting people and making those conversations happen so that we can become stronger, more mm. resilient communities. So we're about to go through the Trinity Tunnel where Tams and Granger is going to tell us all about her project and the, um, about the birds. And then uh, I think we'll pick up with you again from Grant and Wold Garden. So I'm coming with you that far, Natalie. Great. I don't know that I'll go much further, but okay. I'll uh, come with you that far. Um, Tams and Granger, we are in the Trinity, Trinity Tunnel. I'm going to turn my bike around if you don't mind. And um, we're in the Trinity Tunnel, and you composed a fabulous poem. Tell me about it. Um, no birds. Can I walk at the same time? You can, yeah, and you can be quite far apart. Oh. <laughs> uh, no birds land is um, a response to the disappearance of lots of our nesting birds. In the two minutes that it takes to walk through the tunnel, two pairs of nesting birds will disappear. So, t so tell me how you know that. So this is information that came from birdlife.org. Sorry, I'm really devastated. Yeah, well, it's been up for months and months and I know, the whole thing's and, completely And somebody has down. taken all your bunting down. They were yes. bunting along each side of the tunnel and yes. somebody has wrecked it. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, that's kind of <laughs> where we're at. Yes, in, yes, uh, absolutely. So, in the city um, at the moment. So that's a terrible pity, but you, are, well, you will be able to salvage it and put it back yes, up later. Yeah, you've just you. walked everybody through the tunnel, um, the Trinity Tunnel, uh, where you've got this uh, fabulous poem going on. It, um, it's just lovely. I think it's just a, a very lovely thing. And you've explained to me what it is. It's all about the birds and the you know, losing birds and everything like that. What do you hope will come from people perhaps listening to this as they come through the tunnel? And do you think many people have listened to it? Um, yes, I think hundreds and hundreds of people have listened to it because I've had lots of, lots of comments and, and feedback, which has been really lovely. And what I'm hoping is that people will be just become a little bit more aware as they walk through the tunnel that they can hardly hear any birds sing but that before they get in and after they get out there is just this cacophony of beautiful bird song um, and as they walk through and look up at the tunnel ceiling and see that there are no ledges for birds to sit on and nowhere for birds to land they will realize that as a human species we are reducing the amount of reducing the amount of possible places that birds can roost and live happily um, whether they are resident birds here who stay here all year round like the ones we can hear now we can listen to this one or whether they're birds which are coming over and migrating and need places to land and feed or to land and roost temporarily before they move south. It's a bit of a, a temperature gauge, isn't it, on uh, where our um, environment is heading, I suppose. That's perhaps part of it. You can, I, I'm, really, I'm really hearing these birds now, and I cycle down here quite a lot. Maybe I'm just going a little too fast to hear them at this point because this is a downhill leg, you see. <laughs> but I can really hear them this morning. 
It's one of those places where you have to walk or cycle to get to it. Yeah. So you have to, if you like, go into the green lung of Edinburgh and be immersed in it. And I hope that those signs which say listen to the birds at the beginning and end of the tunnel will alert people to do just that, to stand still, even if they don't listen to the poem and listen to the beautiful birds. And otherwise, where can people hear your poem if they can't manage to get down here? So uh, there are links to the poem and to the images and to the background of the work on tamsingranger.com. Okay, that's Granger with an I in it. It is tamsingranger, G-R-A-I-N-G-E-R.com. Thank you very much indeed for taking time to speak with us today. Thank you for coming. Hope your your walk to South Queensferry goes well. Thank you. I then caught up with Natalie Taylor again, just along at Granton Castle Walled Garden, where she was receiving just about a teaspoonful of soil from the garden there, from Inksy Balfour. And here is what she said during the very short ceremony. Okay. Thanks, Inksy, for coming to um, give us the soil from the Granton Walled Garden. Um, just before I take the soil for the Keeper of the Soils Cape, I'd like to read a small quotation from Glenn Albrecht, an environmental philosopher about soil. The idea of the symbiocene, a time of living together, as mutual flourishing of all living beings depends on the flourishing of soils, so finding kin with other species means also recognising the experiences that unite our own. Sounds like sense to me. <laughs> so. We're going to take the soil from um, a, a, dye, a dye plant bed. This is Coreopsis from Kirsty Sutherland's Dye Garden in the Granton Walled Garden. And um, yes, I'd just like a teaspoon, please. A teaspoon? <laughs> well, I don't have a teaspoon, but this will... Oh, and I can give you a teaspoon if you'd... Yes, I can, you can, if you want a teaspoon, I can give a you a teaspoon. teaspoon. Yes, there we are. I don't mind, I'm not proud. Grand, thank right. you. Very good. Thank you very much. Fantastic. So these were the people that I met uh, during the pilgrimage for COP26 as it left Edinburgh en route for South Queensferry. And until the 31st of October, the walk and learning journey will continue all in anticipation of COP26. And the final leg will run from Kirkintilloch into Glasgow walking to raise awareness of the climate and ecological crisis just ahead of the UN Climate Conference. Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk. And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website, www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk.